0: Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire podcast and the Mindset Matters edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey. And are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of mindset matters, listen in. Enjoy. Hey, folks! Welcome to the Everyday Millionaire podcast. This is Mindset Matters edition. I'm joined by the amazing Stephanie, of course. As always. Hi, hun. So much to talk about tonight. You know, well, tonight for us. This evening, we'll say, because uh, we've got. A lot to go through. I don't know if we're going to get through it all, but we're going to... Maybe
1: we should do a part A and a part
0: B on this one. We may have to do a part A and B. We'll determine that at the end of this or when we think we're gone too far. Anyway... <laughs> we
1: <we've> exhausted you.
0: <laughs> exhausted you. Yeah. So anyways, you know what is interesting about all of this is that we've got our shift coaching program that kicks off May 17th and, uh, you know, small group coaching, really cool. But of course, whenever we get into these kind of things, it's like stuff starts to show up. Up. It starts to show up for the people that are registering and the clients, and they're excited, but stuff starts to show up for us as well. And really, tonight was something that I wanted to get into a conversation about some of the things that we kind of touch on and shift, but really what I guess drives conversations in our world when you start looking at self discovery. And, you know, right at the top of the list, and we've had these conversations so many times, but it keeps coming up. And that is around values,
1: dun, core dun, values, dun. Dun,
0: dun, dun. core values and guiding Driving values and, values and, and er- hierarchy
1: of g- values. <laughs>
0: Everybody's so confused. What are we going to do? So we're going to do a little bit of a conversation around values and what they mean. And the kind of fundamental that we see often is people are living a set of values and they don't realize that they are. So it never occurred to them. And they think they have values, and we've talked about this before, but it's really moral values, which are not your values. Those are moral values. Those or they
1: could be ethics.
0: Well, but yeah, but those are not yours. They are, it's not that they're wrong. What I'm saying is, is that our values are not about ethics, although that could be one of our values, but ethics are generally outside of us,
1: like morality.
0: That's right. And so those can be driven by societal values.
1: Yeah. And what's going on in in the world and what we're supposed to be caring about.
0: Yes. Christian values.
1: Yeah. Political.
0: Political values. That's a big one. So those aren't ours, though. Those are somebody else's that we're aware of, but those are more moral, not core values or even, I guess, guiding values. Maybe somebody else is giving us the guidance, though.
1: Yeah. It's like an external framework about how we should be it's like you know wear a mask because you're a good person well why don't you just be a good person
0: you know great idea okay so let's go back to that because you know one of the things that even inspired us around doing this podcast and mindset matters was the fact that so much has changed over the past two plus years in terms of you know what the pandemic drove and it really was a societal change. I think in my view of the world, whether, you know, there's all, there's the polarity that it created within our society and there's the diversity, there's the conversations and conspiracy and Divisiveness,
1: no conver- I think you mean to yeah, say,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Diversity and, you know, equity and all that stuff that were being imposed on us are not mm. our values.
0: This is the, guess what? Right. Therein lies the challenge that we face. So, Let's look at it this way. So for people that are trying to figure out what the hell we're even talking about now that we're like four minutes into this, they're going, Am I gonna continue listening to this? <laughs> These people are crazy. They're nuts. Okay. So let's talk about it. How do I know what what is a value? What are we talking about when we're talking about values? And I'm gonna throw that to you because you probably do a better job than I do.
1: Well, I think when we talk about when you and I talk about values and we you know you we unpack what we've done over the years. All the way back to the work with Mike and Andrea Reynolds to Dr. John D. Martini, in through the Hoffman work, what the common bond was, and whether it's, you know, landmark or the work we've done with Alan Kahn in calling, uh, with Anna Rog, it's there's been a um, a beautiful golden thread. And it's always been about values and it's about what you stand for. And you know, my mom my mom always said if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So if you don't know yourself and you don't know what you stand for, then there's not a real way to identify what you value. And for me, I can speak of values only from myself. I can't say your values are right, my values are wrong. But as human beings, we are operating from a, a series, of hierarchy, or a priority of values, whether we know it or not.
0: Right. Well, and the goal here, of course, is to... Know it and to be aware of it, because we can be living a set of values that aren't ours, and we're not even aware of it. So let's let's talk about some of the things that show up that might be a sign. I think one of the biggest signs of if you're not living your values is that you're going to be constantly living in a world of angst and frustration. That's a word that should be no, not should be, but there it is, there, That's a word that will often show up. It shows up for you if you're not living your values and you are frustrated and or
1: you're, or you're unaware of your values and you're acting on An unconscious set of values, you will be constantly frustrated.
0: You'll be frustrated. You'll be frustrated yourself, or you'll be frustrated with with some people around you. And so here's the fundamental. Frustration is such a great word. It is so powerful in, in terms of a signal. So as a coach, when somebody says to me, I'm so frustrated, well, what are you frustrated about? Well, I'm frustrated because, you know, I'm working with these people and they don't know how to do this and they don't know how to do that. They don't have a work ethic and they show up late and they just don't do a great job And so, Oh, okay. Well, isn't that interesting? Because if you're frustrated, it means that somebody else isn't living your value. You have a benchmark that's high. Being on time is important to you. Being proud of the work that you do and and doing a great job is one of your highest values. So if you're working with people that don't have that same value that they're going, well, no, it's a, it's a job. And listen, they're just paying us. And when it doesn't matter, we're going to get paid, whatever we do, that will push your buttons. There's some frustration. Now, the other side of that is somebody's frustrated with you. Guess what? You're not living their values. And that's where frustration comes in. It's a powerful so word. It
1: is such a powerful world. And, and with my clients, um, because I live in a world of high performance and excellence and in and, and a world that is has very, very small, minute room for, for mistakes, is that frustration is a huge energy leak. And how I've defined it is that if you're feeling quote-unquote frustrated is because you have an unmet expectation or an unexpressed assumption. Yes. So when you have an unexpressed assumption about what's going on and you're saying, well, I have this huge value around being on time, but if you haven't expressed it to somebody, then they don't know it's important to you. So how do they fulfill it?
0: I get that, but you're already going into the cure. So I... Uh, No, 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 but think about that for a second. So... Uh, your definition is very good, by the way. Your explanation is really good. But I just realized as we're sitting here is that we're we're in two different conversations. I'm in a conversation about people who are still trying to figure out how do I know what a value is? And you're in a conversation about people who already know.
1: Mm. Not really. I was just trying to create a definition of frustration and you're thinking frustration is a feeling. I don't think frustration is a feeling. I think if you take responsibility for the energy of, of, of what you're experiencing as frustration, then if you can drill it back and bring it back to yourself and go, well, what have I not expressed?
0: Okay. I get it. So that's perfect. But what I'm saying about that is that this is a great debate, by the way. I love this conversation because here's the thing. Is that I'm speaking to somebody right now who doesn't know why they're always frustrated. Ooh, yeah, good one. Okay. So they just live in frustration. They don't know why they're living, like they just, they don't even know that they're living in frustration. But they're living in frustration most of the time. They're working with a bunch of schleps, mm. whatever the story is, right? Mm-hmm. They're, why am I always so frustrated? I'm so frustrated with you. Well, okay, here's why. You have a story, uh, not a story, but you have a great explanation saying they're not meeting my ex. The- so here's why you're frustrated. For those of you who don't know why you're frustrated, not somebody's not meeting an expectation.
1: But have you expressed it?
0: But you probably haven't expressed it. And it was so interesting. We had a dinner party the other night and uh, with some friends over, and it was really great. And these are very sophisticated individuals, and we had this whole conversation about meeting in person versus a zoom meeting. Of course I live in a zoom world and we, we do quite well with it in terms of, uh, you know, the satisfaction of our clients. And although we want to, I mean, we want to meet face to face as well. And, and JG on, and I on the rain side, we went to Ottawa, we went to Toronto, we did a networking thing. It was really cool. Now we love that by the way, but here's the thing is they were very frustrated. Now here's here. I want to just share with you. This is a very, it's not government, but it's, Almost government. It's very bureaucratic, and now they're on it, and they're they're frustrated because the people are not. Who, who's they? I don't want to say who. Oh, okay, got it. Our friends. Oh, you, you oh, were. Oh, I was there. You were at the oh, dinner my gosh, party. Senior. I was there. <laughs> gosh. see what I put up with, folks. Oh, know, right? So and here's so the was... <laughs> thing. So the 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 reality of it was is that nobody. They were frustrated. But none of one, none of them at the table, when we have this conversation, we get into these deep conversations, folks. By the way, everywhere. So we have you this... should
1: come to our dinner parties.
0: <laughs> so we have this discussion around okay, but are you taking responsibility for it and actually expressing what your expectations are? So they unknowingly, and these are very successful people in their own right, for sure. They're they're expressing their frustration, and I'm going, but. Have you actually shared with people what your expectations are? How about if you use some languaging? How about if you did this, that, or that? You know, and and they were like, it was interesting to see the reaction. The point is this, folks, is that... It never
1: occurred to them.
0: Like, it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Frans- I should, I should Francy, say- you're pissing me off, okay. So here's the thing about this is values are an interesting conversation, and we are all living a set of values. As we speak to you, you're setting living a set of values. The question is, is are you aware of what those values are? Some of them you are probably, and some of them you are not. And we all live our values because it's easy to determine what they are. I, I don't want to say it's easy, but it is. And that is, what are your actions? And you know what's
1: showing up in your life? What's the reflection? What's going on? What's showing up in your life? Because our life is a reflection of our values.
0: Always. Now, here's where we get a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about that for a quick second. So we are, our life is a reflection of our values. And people say, well, how do I know what my values are? And I go- Look at your life. Look at your life. What do you spend your money on? Where do you spend your time? Those are two of the biggest things. What do you surround yourself with? And Who? And who do you surround yourself with, right? Those are all examples of your values. So when you look at where you're spending your money and where you are spending your time, where you and how you are surrounding yourself, what you're surrounding yourself with in terms of. So as we sit, I'm going to give you an example here, folks, is that and I hope this is helpful, but as we sit in what we refer to my office, and well, my office is big, large. It's a building that's detached from our existing home. But at one end of it is my gym. In the middle of it is my office. Then I have a space, what I would call my thinking chair. JG says, are you in your thinking chair today, Francie? You know, like he gives me a hard time about it, but that's my space. It's kind of where I hang out space. And then there's a space where I you know, do green screen and do those kinds of things, and then so, we
1: have the garden space. The grow we have, up. <laughs> we have
0: garden space, then we have the poolside studio, and then we have space. But right, there's so,
1: context for each one. Yeah, yeah
0: got it. Okay, so there, but that's but guess what? I'm living my highest values. Yeah. What part of this isn't my? We got. You know what I'm saying? We have the space. We have the view. We have the gardens. We have the gym. We have the office. We have the what some would call my manden
1: <laughs> i guess
0: but my point is is those are my values that's what i and then i get to hang out with you and i get to hang out with you know all the the dogs, the and, dogs all and all the stuff we have a great yeah. life but th- that's my point so there's no question of what my values are you walk into my space and you would if anybody who has awareness of values they would know that these are patrick's highest values does that make sense
1: absolutely because it's a physical manifestation of what you are and who you say you are and you have a high value on health and fitness. So there's a gym in, in your, in your space, there's a pool and a hot tub and there's a walking space. So I think that's when we identify and we help people identify, especially through shift is what, you know, is that if you look around, even look at what's on your wall, You know, look at, like, look at the pictures on your wall. Do you have quotes? Do you have photos, Is pictures of family? So good, yeah. You know, it's those kinds of things is that it's, all you have to do is look around you to see what your values are. And they're not right or wrong. I mean, if you love horses, absolutely love horses, and there's not one picture of a horse around you, or you haven't set yourself up to be around horses, for example, horses aren't in your highest value.
0: They're not. So this it's is a story. Okay, so it's a great conversation. Just briefly, and I won't spend a lot of time on it. I'm. I used to do a lot of horse things. I did uh, natural horsemanship. You know, lots of ground training. I loved horses. I years. I had a horse, and I trained horses, and I did all of those things. And although that used to be my highest value, it's no longer my highest value. I used to have a horse that was 17 plus hands tall for those of you who know horses. And I literally rode that horse back, uh, bareback. I literally used to jump up on that horse from the ground. I did all those things, you know, the, you know, the older I get, the better I was. But the point is this, is that it's no longer a value of mine. And when I moved out to British Columbia, I was part of a rescue horse program, and I loved it. But that's kind of drifted away. It's not my highest value. I still respect it, but it's not my highest value because I don't spend time and at it. And you don't
1: make yourself wrong for shifting through it.
0: And I don't miss it. Okay.
1: Was there any grieving? Was there any mourning? There
0: was. I had to actually a little bit of mourning. I think that's a great exercise to go through is actually releasing it, knowing that it used to be that way. It's like one of your highest values right now, some of you listening to this, I'm going to give you this example, might be your family, your kids. And those kids will grow up. They'll become of age, whatever that is for you. And soon, they're still the most important thing in your life. You still love them like you've never loved anything in your whole life. But guess what? They go down the list. <laughs> they go down well, the list. Well, they
1: start to like do their own thing. What the
0: heck? What the heck? They don't even want to talk to you anymore. Not as I, you know, okay, yeah, okay, got it, Dad. Great. Thank you. Okay, bye. Talk to you uh, in a couple of days. Anyways, so those are things, right? Those values shift and change, and we have to be aware of them and not hang on to old stories.
1: Hmm. I think we need to just not step over that, Patrick, is that especially when people say family is their highest value and as their children grow, they evolve, they graduate high school, university, they move on. And then we have what's called the empty nest, emptiness syndrome. Are children still your highest value? Potentially, but then there's a gap and then there's something that we have to look at and truly do a reevaluation of what we value. It's not that your children aren't your highest value anymore, but maybe you have to put your partner or maybe you have to put your business or maybe you have to put your spirituality or your physical fitness higher than your children because they're looking after themselves. So I think there's the the mourning process, yes, but the willingness to reevaluate the hierarchy of
0: values. Okay. So I can tell you right now, we're going to have to do a part B because I want to get into this a little bit. You know, we talk about values a lot and some of you, hopefully you're still listening. I really think this is such an important conversation for you to grasp. If you're having trouble grasping it, we'll try and do a better job of delivering what we're talking about when it comes to values because it's so important. So let me give you another example. And this is why it's important because values shift and then we lie to ourselves about what values are kid ourselves so this is an exercise i've done so many times especially with young men or men and they say you know when i'm going through this exercise with them and i'm saying what's your highest value and they go "Oh, nothing's more important than family i go oh is that right let's talk about that a little bit and i go tell me how you start your day and well i'm up at six o'clock or 6 30 in the morning and i go that's awesome and then i go then what happens well then i make my coffee i have a bite to eat and then i get to work Okay, where do the kids fit in that? Well, no, I helped them get ready. I helped my wife get the kids ready cuz she works too. Okay, awesome. So then what happened? Well, then I went to work and, you know, and do you work late? Yeah, I work late. And so when do you get home? Well, I get home a little bit later than my wife, but she feeds them and she does. So the the point of this is not to make anybody wrong, but to understand that when we actually have a high value around family, we're actually willing to compromise. Our jobs.
1: But here's here's something too, is that depending on your value, if your highest value is family, and right now you feel like you have to work to generate the revenue to take care yes. of the family, it's still a high value.
0: A hundred percent. No, you, you're killing it. So that's exactly the thing is then we go through that whole process. Yeah, but I want to just look after my family. And so one of my highest values is looking after my family, which means I have to work. Awesome. Oh, then maybe we
1: need to relook at your
0: hierarchy. Look at your hierarchy of values because it's not wrong, by the way. I, I'm like of all people, I get that a hundred percent. But what happens with it is that you f- you carry the guilt of going to work every day. Well, you're saying that my highest value is my family, subconsciously, general, uh, generally, or you're not even aware of it, and you're always feeling guilty about it. But when you actually sit back and go, my highest value is my family. And right now, what I believe and what I think in order to look after my family is I have to work my ass off. I have to work these 14-hour days or 10-hour days or whatever your story is. But just be aware that you're doing it in the hierarchy of values. So in other words, right now, your focus is business to look after your family. It's an awareness of where things sit in the scope of what it is that your values are setting, what you're setting your values at.
1: And then to be able to, you know, communicate that either to your partner or to your children saying, you know what? Yes, you are my highest value. I love you more than anything. And in order for me to do that, I have to get on a plane and go so and so. I have to work 12 or 14 hours. But there's also a place where kids don't get that. You know, they don't get that. They just want daddy. They just want mom. So I think the biggest thing, if you're going to continue to say family is my highest value and I have to work to do that, there is also a place where we need to be responsible around expressing that and being very communicative in saying that in a way that they can receive.
0: Just be honest about it. Just be honest. Get rid of the, the, the guilt, guilt that, that people oh, yay, carry yay. around. It. So this is so interesting, okay? Because this leads into a an interesting conversation for me anyways, which is my observation. I once uh, I was reading a Facebook post and somebody had posted about they actually said this out loud. So there's some people, I'm, I'm assuming they weren't referring to us. We're not that famous, but they're <laughs> saying that they're putting all this emphasis on values And then he went on to list, you know, I'm sure Richard Banson and Richard Branson and Ray Dalio and Tony Robbins. And he named off all these really uber successful business people. And he says, I'm sure they're not having conversation about values. And I go, like, I read that and I go, dude, and he's putting it out there as this is what you need to do to succeed. Right. And I looked at it and went, dude, like, have you not listened to Ray Dalio? Have you not read Ray Dalio's books? Richard Tony Branson? Robinson, Richard Branson, those guys—it's all values-based. Values this individual, coach, not coach—I don't know what he was, but anyways, he's talking about the how-tos and the pragmatic and the systems and the processes. Got it. But if you can't put that in the contest, uh, a context of living your values, so that you have a great life, you have a great business, you have a great team, you know, one of our highest values and one of our biggest conversations has been over the years with the teams in our businesses is what culture environment and environment been huge for us because we come to realize that those are our highest values when we talk about our ethos for example we talk about uh the e we actually we oh uh,
1: another acronym Another
0: acronym, I know. (laughs) Patrick. You know, but we talked about, you know, we talked about energy. We talk about trust. We talk about heart. I mean, gosh, that's so esoteric. You know, we talk about ownership and then we talk about sharing. That's our acronym for ethos is all about those things. Now, that's what works and is important to us.
1: Yeah, but what's really cool about that is that that's the foundation of what where we create from, and then the how to can come from that.
0: Yes, thank you very so much. Go
1: back to the Simon Sinek, right? He's like begin with why. Yeah, you know, like I've always said, you know, what is my your why? What's your big fat why? What's your big fat lie? And when I work a client through that, is that okay? If you if you if you understand your big fat why, and then you can bust your big fat lie, then you can get to your how. In a way that is responsible and and ethical and practical in, in your alignment. So when you're talking about this person that was talking about, you know, these big names, Ray Dalio and, you know, Richard Branson, chances are they're not like hanging out and figuring out their values. Actually, they know their values. Well,
0: they are hanging out. They're actually I They're I've, living
1: their like, values. I've
0: studied Ray Dalio. He believe me, he's having these conversations, and as is Tony Robbins, as is Richard Branson. So, you know, depending, I guess, on what you're listening to and what level that you go into how people succeed. These are important conversations for these guys, you know, how they hire their team, how they actually run their executive teams, how they hire, how their executive team creates, you know, the, the, you know, and it's not even hierarchical to be honest with you. None of them run a hierarchical uh, situation in how the old school would do it. It is very much inclusive, but they're hiring people that, are actually aligned with those values, with Their values, 100%. And
1: that's really what's so funny right now when people say it's just about how to, how to, how to. Got it. There's the how to important side of what we're doing. Okay. But if you're doing the how to that's not aligned with your values, it's going to explode.
0: Okay. So this is, a, okay, this, the explode word kind of leads me to the next part of some of the conversation, which is this. Why don't people live their values? Are you asking me? Yeah. You know the answer. I do. Go ahead, say it.
1: Well, first of all, they, they don't honor themselves.
0: There's a couple parts to it, and I agree that's, with that. That's number one. That's number one. Number two is fallout.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what is going to happen if I live my values? Who am I going to lose? Here's, what am I going to lose?
0: Here's the challenge, folks, and that is that when we have a—and this is the challenge with doing this kind of work— and that is when you kind of wake up and going, holy shit, if you wake up. And you don't no, have no, to. No, sorry. no, you don't have to. No, I said that totally wrong. It's not even a case of if. It's that sometimes when we come to a realization that, holy cow, I'm not living my values. And we've shared a different story, so I'm not going to go down that. But the point is, is that now you look at what your life is and you're going, oh my gosh, I have these relationships, I have this job, I have this business, I have these clients, and they don't, they piss me off. They don't actually, I don't even like them. And, but the fallout of that, the story we tell ourselves is that the fallout of that is far greater. So the sacrifice is far greater than the compromise that we make to not living our values. That's the story we tell ourselves. And folks, I can tell you, I'm here to tell you that I have lived that and it is the biggest mistake. I don't want to even, yeah, no regrets. You know, at the end of the day, I've made those mistakes and, and as many people I know have. And when you come through that, it's always worth it, but it's painful In going the through. moment though, I
1: mean, I, I remember thinking about, you know, deciding to, to move through some of those quote unquote choices slash mistakes, but knowing that you just got a result. You got a result and you kick the can down the road. We all kick the can down the road as far as we can until we end up facing the mirror. And the mirror is the values.
0: Okay. So we've kind of gone on and on about values, but let's give everybody some tools to work with. So if you're still with us, thank you. And let's give you some tools to work with when you're questioning about values. And, you know, one of the things that we look at is, if you've got this conversation, then maybe you're looking at what you're doing for a living. Maybe you're looking at some of the relationships you have. Maybe you're looking at a lot of things and it is freaking you out. Or you're not, gosh, holy cow, what if I lived into those? Oh, my gosh, I would be awesome. So,
1: Or I am awesome. Look at my life.
0: Look at my life. Like
1: That's what I really got yeah. to is like, oh, my gosh, what if I am doing everything I say I want to do and it's not maybe, you know, Hollywood styles but it's what I want.
0: So when we look at values, folks, one of the things that we have to consider is trying on, how do we try on a new value without blowing up our life or getting uncomfortable? And one of the ways to do it is to visualize. And so, you know, we talk about values and values often lead to goals and looks to what do I want my life to be? And what do I want it to be about? And so rather than blow things up, there's, two approaches that you can take. And that is to visualize a shift in values. So let's just go to an extreme and say relationship. Let's just use that one. Because that's the all often. I, mean, I know that's heavy. It's so
1: hard. I
0: know it's hard. Let's say you come to a realization, and I'm not talking about a significant other, by the way, and this is in no way, shape, or form telling you that you should blow up a relationship in no way, shape, or form. Please, this is not financial advice. This isn't relationship advice. This is just an example because this is where people get drawn in. So when you look at whatever that value might be, visualize what it would be to shift. And to be, perhaps, not living that value and living into a new value. Do you follow that?
1: Yeah, I totally do. So, if we just slow down for a second, not step over that. And if you're not driving, (laughs) and if you have the opportunity to write this down, is like, who would I be if I wasn't me? Who would I be if I wasn't living this set of values? And on the other side is... So let's say you've set a goal, who would I be? And what would happen if I didn't get that goal? Is it always bad?
0: Well, you know, there's an interesting, you add an interesting component to it. So what if one of our highest values is winning? Oh,
1: welcome to my world.
0: Right. It's always winning. Yeah. Right. And it puts a lot of pressure on you. Yes, it does. So let's, let's ask the question different. Here's a question. So this is interesting because, you know, our job as coaches is not to give answers. Our job as coaches is always to ask the right questions and to discover the questions that help you get to the answers that you already have. It's not the quality of the answers, it's the quality of the questions. And you get to the answer. And when you get to the answer, it's very powerful because you know when you get to the answer. But to that point, so let's just say one of the highest values is winning. Okay, great. Let's just use that. I have to win. It really pisses me off when I don't win. You are know, the guy that says second place is just the first loser. <laughs> okay. So ask yourself the question, what would it mean to you? And what would it mean for your life if I didn't win? If I wasn't the person that came in first and ask yourself that question and then ask yourself the question what would it mean to me if I helped somebody on my team win, right? Good question. So think about that for a second, where you're not navel-gazing, when you have a realization, for example, that if I can have somebody on my team win, and I come in second, third, fifth, or if I'm just the person that's driving that, would that light me up more than me actually winning? That's a visualization. All yeah. I'm saying is visualize the different... I'm just trying to give an example of scenarios. And,
1: and that's the shift, right? Is then you think about what would it feel like? What would it look like? what, How would I be if I was leading from behind and somebody else was able to win because I stepped back and got out of the way in a way that maybe, I don't know, was egotistical or was not values-driven. But for me, I call that it's 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 flow it's like knowing when it's time to step back knowing knowing when it's time not to do something knowing when it's time to to really put somebody else ahead and that takes a i don't know a self-awareness and a shift and 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 a a a higher level of self-assessment and self-regulation
0: first and foremost If you want to be a contribution to the world, if that's one of your highest values, if you want to be really clear that what's important to you is supporting your team and winning, then your focus is only on that, which means that you step back from it, realizing that what really lights me up, my highest value is being a contribution, if that is what it is for you. So then taking and taking i'm just giving you, i'm trying to give examples that's it so my point is that look at your value and can you live into your value and set aside your own what we would refer to maybe as self-serving so there's some companies out there for example i think xerox is one i'm just going to use xerox as one example and this isn't throwing xerox on the bus that i have under the bus i have no attachment to it the point is this is that one of their sales their sales figures are big like if you're a top sales guy you're hitting the numbers and that's awesome but what if you're that person that wants to help other people hit their numbers
1: well, that's called for me leadership.
0: Well, not necessarily though. There's <laughs> nothing wrong. If
1: if, but if you're the last guy, you get fired.
0: No, I know, no, I know <laughs> I, in those. Uh, yeah, that's not true. But in, in, in some those, of them, in some of them. But my that's not that's not wrong. What I'm saying is, is there some salespeople as an example that they're just going to crush it. That's their job, crush it. But somebody is behind them, mm-hmm. supporting them to crush it. And they're living their values, which is to support their sales team to crush it. So all I'm saying is, is that where are you in that configuration of, are you living your values? And I'm, we are just giving this is just an example. We got off on sales and all the rest of it. It could be anything, right? Are you helping somebody in your community be the best person they can be in leading the community?
1: Yeah. And it's hard, right? Because when you are that person that leads from behind, you don't get the spotlight. You know, you don't get the win the same way they do. Like I look at myself as a coach, you know, mental performance coach, and I'm three or four steps back behind the athlete. You know, I'm not the technical coach. I'm not the choreographer. I'm not that, but I know I had a contribution and I own that and it's enough. And there's a thing about Where I am enough. It's big enough for me.
0: Okay. How do we wind this down?
1: Well, how do we set up part B?
0: Well, we got to do a part B for sure. But I think I wanted, as it turns out, this is a part A. And I want to make sure that we wind up part A. Values, values,
1: values. Values, values. Define. Let's define it.
0: So when we look at values, it really is a reflection of your life. So if you're looking at your life and you've got this dissatisfaction or you're troubled or you feel stress or you're feeling anxiety or you're just not feeling the joy that you would like to feel in your life, one of the conversations that you can have is around, are you living your values? What are they?
1: And how do you discover that?
0: And then how do you discover those values? So hopefully this has been a Helpful segment. I know it's so deep and a little bit esoteric, but I think we've given some kind of pragmatic, hopefully, examples and an approach to defining your values. I think it is the most important conversation Especially that you can now.
1: have. Right now, because people are are there there's a there's a blank, there's a space, there's a gap where people are going, what do I believe in? Did I believe in this before March 2020? And it's now you know, 2022, what do I believe in? Who am I? What is important to me? What do I value? And I think it's okay because there's going to be some things that we need to let go of. And 100%. That has to be okay. And there might be some mourning and there might be some grieving about who you may think you used to be and who you want to be now. Because you know what? We've realized life is short.
0: Well, such a good point. Here's what I want to point out. Think about what's happened over the two past two plus years And what really the world changed when the pandemic hit. And the world changed, like literally the world has changed. So your life has changed at some level. And in that context, the financial side of it is, you know, let's just that aside. You know, when you look at what your satisfaction for life is, I mean, we've met so many people that have re-looking, they're looking at their life and they're going, everything's reconfigured their priorities have changed, their values have changed, the realization that what was once important is not as important anymore. And the realization that their focus on whatever it might be, their family, their careers, their lifestyle has shifted. And it really is about, okay, got it. We've had this giant global shift. How do we bring it back into a context so that we can manage it, that we can do something intentionally where we can take a stand for what we want our life to be and are prepared to kind of go through the, I guess, rough spots.
1: Yeah. It's the power of now what? Now what? Right. We're in the now what, and there's going to be some rough spots. And I think, you know, to bring it back full circle to, you know, us discovering and trying to figure out on this journey, what we're going to present in shift starting next week and inviting people into this conversation and not freaking them out because you know what, it's a big conversation, but it's not
0: difficult. Big conversations, big results.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Calm down. (laughs) That's how I look at it. But you know what it's it? Yeah. But I think it when you think about, a shift it doesn't have to be ginormous
0: no it doesn't we shift the train t- trajectory yeah. and that you know i think about uh,
1: the golf the golf swing you're taking my it. example sorry you
0: explain it example hit a golf ball out one millimeter off the tee and you're 300 yards out and guess what you're in another fairway because we set the trajectory and it doesn't need to be Not a big the contact change. point that's right so when you hit it one millimeter out at the contact part you know, point, then you're way out on the other side of it. So folks, this has been a really kind of bizarre mindset matters. I know, but that's how we are. And uh, we dig into it and we look at what's important. And right now I think values is up for a lot of people and we wanted to have this conversation and hopefully it gave you some insights and some food for thought in terms of what are your values and for those of you who are still with us, thank you for joining us on Mindset Matters. If you want to go to the next level, uh we're running out of time, but May 17th we kicked off the we will be kicking off the Shift program coaching program that Stephanie and I are facilitating. We're looking forward to that. So you can go to shift, do, shiftthinking. I shift, I shift thinking thinking. dot shiftthinking. or or .com or or go to go to the Everyday yeah, millionaire. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Thanks Stephanie. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at r-e-i-n canada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.